Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the Actus podcast, Talking CDI, the nation's only program dedicated to the clinical documentation integrity profession. The Actus podcast is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and to Actus. Today, Wednesday, November 20th, marks our 137th program. So my name is Brian Murphy, Director of Actus, the Association of Clinical Documentation Integrity Specialists, and I'm your host for today's program, CDI's role in preventing physician burnout. I'm joined today by my co-host at left, Melissa Varnavis. Melissa is the Associate Editorial Director for us here at Actus, where she's responsible for development the Actus National Conference, local chapter leadership, and Actus products, including books, webinars, and e-learning. And I want to welcome her back to the program. So welcome, Melissa. Great. Thanks to be here, Brian. All right. Next, I'd like to introduce our special guest today, making her debut appearance on the Actus podcast is Annalyn DeLapo-Simon. So Annalyn is the CDI Program Director for UCSD Health in San Diego, California. Um, She's been a nurse for 30 years with experience in orthopedics, telemetry, trauma neurosurgical and burn ICU, dialysis home care and AIDS case management. Um, she was a UCST Medi-Cal managed care program manager, inpatient case manager and UR nurse. Uh, among her, among uh, her ver very varied background, the UCSD CDI program has been in place since 2003 and Annalyn's going to be talking a little bit today about actually how they've increased their staff to uh, 10.5 on-site CDI specialists who provide a current review of targeted service lines and, and payers and sort of how that ties into our topic today. And I'm thrilled to have her on. Uh, welcome to the program, Annalyn. Hi, Brian. All right. Great to have you. Um, as we always do, we're going to start today's show with a poll question related to today's topic. I'm going to go ahead and launch that on your screen. You should be seeing that about now. So the question reads, as a CDI specialist, are you aware of the issue of physician burnout? And your options are yes, and you try to limit your queries and asks of the physician as a result. Uh, yes, but maybe you're CDI department's not directly involved in mitigation of burnout. Um, maybe you're fortunate in that physician burnout's not a problem at your facility, not aware of that issue at all, or not applicable. Again, uh, as a CDI specialist, are you aware of the issue of physician burnout? Yes, and you try to limit queries or other asks as a result. Yes, but you're not involved in mitigation. Uh, not a problem in your facility, not aware of the issue, or not applicable. All right, we have about 70% of our audience that have voted, which is a good number that I like to get some, uh, make sure the poll results reflective of who we have on the line, about 75% now. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out, and as we always do, we will come back to the results in just a few minutes. All right, as I mentioned, uh, Annalyn is our guest today. Annalyn, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of our podcast today. Um, 
So just to serve up some context, and you've sent me some great links that I'll be showing during the show, Annalyn, but um, you know, in essence, a report issued by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, or NASEM, on October 23rd of this year, revealed that a uh, pretty startling statistic that about 35 to 54% of doctors and nurses experience burnout. Um, and the report also indicated that 60% of interns and residents are experiencing burnout. Uh, that's even more concerning, uh, pretends a poor future for the future of the healthcare workers. Um, from your perspective, Anna, as a CDI manager, um, how aware are you of, of this epidemic and how have you seen it kind of manifested in the, in the CDI world? Um, I, I was very um, aware of that situation as, you know, because when we're on the floors and we're interacting with our peers, our colleagues, uh, the physicians, the surgeons, we, we ask how they're doing, um, how, and we've known a lot of the physicians since they were interns, now medical directors and even chairs at this point. So we've established that relationship by being on the floors and being present and being that friendly face of the query. Uh, and we've heard how long these hours that they're working to respond, to document on other things, um, just, just documentation of patients' care, not just our queries, but other queries as well, too. They get queries from coding. They get professional fee type of questions, um, closing out encounters. And, you know, um, I've always known that the, um, with the electronic record sometimes that they're doing this at night, um, very late at, at, after the shift. So we were aware um, because we're there, we're interacting on a almost daily basis, Monday through Friday. Um, and I, you know, I know that um, that that uh, UCSD does not have a policy of having DS at this point. We do remote code DS. Yeah, you're breaking up there just for a moment, Annalyn. But um... oh, so, okay. Yeah, I think I got that. You know, and I, you're 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 right. I, I'm, I'm CDI specialists are aware, obviously, of the queries they send, but maybe not of all of the other asks being placed on physicians. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned a few. Right. Yeah. Um, is this is this better? Sorry. Yep. No, it sounds great. Okay. okay um, thank you. What what strategies have you? taken their uh, as part of your CDI programs efforts to, to help out with the phys physician burnout issue. Uh, Annalyn, we've talked previously about being part of a, a CDX, you know, Clinical Documentation Excellence Council, and the and an Excellence Subwork Group that contains coding and CDI and profi coding and, and compliance and a number of other folks, you know, your physician advisors, population health. Mm -hmm. um, and even provider onboarding, this group is sort mm -hmm. of uh, tasked to come up with recommendations to help simplify the essentials. Can you talk a little bit more about that so uh, folks who are listening in might be able to uh, get a better handle on, on what your program is like there? Okay. Um, the Clinical Documentation Excellence Program is under my chief of uh, coordination, Donna Bysis, and our CMO, Dr. Fractor, and basically it's a group of uh, professionals who have interactions, uh, requirements to educate, uh, teach. So we have population health, case management, coding, professional decoding, coding, compliance, CDI, 
um, we have a, a lot of professionals that do a lot of education. And so what we're trying to do is, is simplify uh, the messaging um, while we onboard our new uh, physician attendings and as well as our interns and our residents. Because, you know, all of us have the same message about documentation, trying to make sure that it is as accurate as possible. And so we're trying to um, streamline that, make it more effective, uh, because when somebody goes on to a UCSD, there's a lot of requests, uh, the CV, the license, this, that, the other, along with a lot of learning modules that they have to perform. And so we are trying to improve that process. Uh, also improve query process as well, too to make sure that our templates, where, wherever you're going to get a, a, a query, either from coding or a professional fee or a CDI, that it's within the same template so that everybody knows what to expect and that it's clearly written. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Annalyn, I was hoping you could maybe talk a little bit about um, a, a grant your, your organization has been giving to aid in this mm -hmm. effort. I'm, I'm pulling up a screen here, uh, Sanford Institute for Empathy and Compassion. Um, really interested in this. This is kind of what kicked off this program. Um, I know it's kind of in process now and you guys are sort of figuring out how you're going to implement this or will be implementing, but could, could you talk about that a little bit as well? Yes. Um, Denny Sanford uh, was a philanthropist who was attending our graduation at UCSD, and he was inspired uh, by Dalai Lama, who was our uh, keynote speaker. And so he was concerned about the burnout, the suicide rate, um, you know, uh, physicians uh, or caregivers leaving the profession because of the crushing workload and the, the um, documentation requirements. And so basically this this um uh this website compassion.ucsd.org is available if you google that um and they're basically going to look at the neurobiology of compassion brain scans using science as well as trying to identify uh ways to help our our, our caregivers the physicians um to help them uh, basically uh, prevent burnout to understand what the root cause is uh, we have a huge research arm um, in neuroscience, and so just having all of those key um, key people and key researchers in place to research this and understand it and hopefully impact um, the current staff and incoming interns and, and residents would be great. As you said, this is just starting. The website is up. Um, we have a lot of resources, like the HERE program that I, I, I sent a link on, um, and uh, the, the CARE program as well, too. A lot of resources for our physicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pulling up that HERE program now. This is uh, really interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to digging into this a little bit. I don't know what I'm more mm -hmm. impressed with, the, the, the size of the grant you guys received or the fact you had Dal the Dalai Lama as a keynote. I mean, that's... Uh... <laughs> Both of those things are extremely, extremely impressive. Um, right. How do you, how do you balance uh, the um, friendliness and the awareness with the reality of, of, of needing to, to assess your productivity measures and and balance the needs of your CDI department against the needs of these these other factors, Annalyn. Mm -hmm. 
Well, basically, what since we, the UCSD is the CDS program is on on the floors, reviewing concurrent documentation. We are hopefully trying to impact the documentation so that the retrospective queries could be lessened and so that they can discuss cases that while they're currently treating them. And so that way it's a little bit more um, fresh versus having to look back at a chart, you know, weeks later or so. And so we, we've provided as a service um, and we understand that it is a privilege to document, to, you know, guide somebody's life through this hospitalization process. And, and that is their privilege and no one else can take that. But the thing is that we also know that we also must capture the complexity and the severity of illness so that their profiles as providers can be as, as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was curious. Yeah, I was curious, Annalyn, kind of what the day uh, in the life of a CDI specialist looks like, because you, you you have mentioned to me that you do have that on-site requirement um, and Correct. versus mm-hmm. remote and sort of how, what maybe what their what their day-to-day routine looks like and sort of how you integrate that with with the with the physician side. You know, from what what I've heard, some physicians really appreciate this, some maybe mm-hmm. do not. Um, they 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 kind of want to be left alone to see the patient. So, how you kind of balance mm-hmm. your asks uh, versus the, that compassionate piece, and and uh, maybe you can explain that a little bit more. Well, when we first come in, we do download and see what our assignments are are appear to be. Um, we assign our cases and. We also follow up on queries. However, we know that in the mornings um, between 7 to 10, they are actively rounding and discussing patients. And so we have to be cognizant of that because we do not want to take them away from the priority, which is of patient care first, you know. Um, and also, we also check to see if they're an OR because we don't want them to break sterility to answer a query. So. After we do our uh, news and reviews, then, um, and, and sometimes we, we basically do our news and reviews on the floors, so that way we are available for any questions. Sometimes people come up to us and sit down and say, do you need anything? I have a couple minutes. You know, that 10 seconds of human interaction really helps a lot versus getting another electronic ping, ping, or email or so. Um, and so we've also, um, you know, revised our um, query templates to indicate, um, you know, in your clinical judgment, if you feel the indication not clinically relevant, um, no additional documentation necessary. However, please send notification by EPIC or email of your completed determination and action. Thank you in advance for your cooperation. We look forward to your response. You know, when you have that in your end of your query, it's more customer friendly. Um, uh, you, you have to really understand people are humans. Um, they have so many priorities to make sure that the patients get through their hospitalization um, that you should be cognizant about that. Um, uh, you know, you don't want to be asking mom, you know, as a kid, mom, 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 when they're stressed out. <laughs> you have to have that time. <laughs> you know, after a glass of wine, when they relax, to really sit down with them while they're in front of their computer to ask them these questions. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and then we also that. have three, you know, chocolate too as well. Thank you, chocolate. 
<laughs> never, never underestimate the value of, of simple kindness and the simple pleasures in life, right, Annalyn? Correct. And, uh, you know, having that friendly face, uh, uh, you know, we have a standard of CDSs that I like to hire, which are friendly, professional, clinically astute. And those are the type of people we like to have in our team. That's great. Yeah, just maybe some final wrap up here, you know, for our listeners that maybe are are uh, thinking about how they can get their CDI specialists more involved with mitigating physician burnout. Maybe they, they see it's a problem. Um, and one of the things that, that impresses me about you, Annalyn, is you're, you're willing to kind of partner with other departments, be part of the solution and not just say, well, well, this is, you know, we're going to pass the buck to someone else to figure this out. We're, we, we've just, we're just going to sort of build walls around our CDI program and do what we have to do to get through our caseload. Um, you've, you've really made it uh, a priority to, to get involved and be part of the solution, you know, along with this grant and your other departments. So any, 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 any lessons there for, you know, folks listening today, how they can maybe take some small steps in that direction? Annalyn, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry, I thought that that question was for the, the audience, but um, basically, uh, you know, to understand that some of this is documentation related. I know that sometimes people are siloed in their um, approach. However, I've never been um, a person that said, I am a quality nurse. No, I'm CDS first and foremost. It's always about the diagnosis, the accuracy, the, the and, and, and really realizing that this is the, the biggest um, impact is for the patient. Um, I think that resonates with our physicians, patient care, patient outcome, um, how, they, how they're uh, perceived out there, um, how difficult was this patient. And so it's really, I mean, difficult medically-wise to treat. Uh, we, we need to capture that. Um, and just, just, I think that basically being there and being present and being available for feedback, uh, you know, to, to allow people to vent. I know sometimes just hearing the vent and how hard it is just to have to have somebody listen and to understand it and, and be compassionate, that's a big, 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 big plus for any CDI department. Mm -hmm. I, it really irritates it, me when people say, well, just do your job and answer. And I'm like, wait a second. Their first job was patient. Patient care comes first. Right. That's a great message. Great message to end on. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate that, Annalyn. And I uh, wish you guys luck as you do implement this grant. And interested to follow up with you at some point to hear how that's going um, and how you're oh. – uh, and, and any changes you may you may have been able to make. Uh, oh, I forgot I forgot to mention that CDI is partnering up with uh, the hospitalists, uh, Dr. Avalos, on you know progress noting workshops, and really being partnering in with the education for the medical students as well too, so that as they go out to uh, their respective assigned hospitals, that they learn something from UCSD. Um, and, and, you know, really focus on incidents and prevalence of disease and, and the importance of documentation. That's interesting. Progress note workshop. So you're, you're getting involved uh, with these residents right from the beginning, um, getting them used to what, what your asks are. That probably helps with this issue. Well, and, and actually one of the instructors was one of my, our interns way back. So 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> they, they grew up with the program, which is great because that's, part, you know, being part and being present and being on the floors and, and interacting, developing those relationships, you know, tell a friend. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Annalyn. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share our poll results. So again, we asked folks, as a CDI specialist, are you aware of the issue of physician burnout? So this is encouraging. 55% say yes, and they're trying to limit their queries or asks as a result. 30%, uh, about a third of our audience say yes, but their CDI department's not involved at all in mitigation. 3% uh, are the lucky that say physician burnout, not a problem at their facility. About 9% not aware of this issue. And 3% not applicable. As I always state, not all of our audiences currently involved in CDI or, or working in the hospital setting. So any any thoughts here, Annalyn, that 55% or uh, that, that are trying or the 30% that are aware of it but aren't involved at all in, in, in mitigation of physician burnout. I, I'm glad to hear that 55% are trying to um, target or limit queries um, because it just, just not being involved in it, um, we want to be part of the solution, not the problem. And this is a nationwide <clears throat> problem. I, if you research any of the papers, it's not just one facility, but just a nationwide problem. And I'm glad that uh, that uh, people are taking more proactive steps, just as we are. Right. It's really interesting you know, that 75% are, are aware of the, of the problem, you know, and, and that large amount that they're actually looking to, to be involved in the potential solution is really interesting. Right. See if we had any other uh, comments on here. Yeah, just someone asking if your CDI team goes to huddles or rounds, and, and I, which you did mention, and, and um, another listener is using alternative AI models to assist, like uh, like uh, you know they, they mentioned a product here, but yeah, there, there there certainly are some technological solutions that we're starting to see that will hopefully uh, assist with this issue. All right. Um, so far, I don't think there's an AI that is a friendly face to discuss <laughs> at this point. Yes. <laughs> right. All right. Let's go ahead and move to our in the news segment. So in the news is a regular segment featuring the latest news and industry updates relevant to the CDI profession. Today, I'd like to discuss an article. You should be seeing that on your screen. Uh, this provides kind of a nice high-level overview, I thought, of where we are with the Hospital Value-Based Purchasing Program, or HVBP. So this piece is from Modern Healthcare, and it's entitled, CMS Will Pay Hospitals $1.9 in Bonuses for Inpatient Care. Uh, this was just uh, recent, recently published on October 29th of this year. Um, let me scroll down a bit here. So to summarize, uh, more than... 1,500 participating hospitals will receive about 1. billion in bonuses for fiscal year 2020 under the CMS Hospital Value-Based Purchasing Program. Uh, these are results, the article notes, are about the same as last year with a little more than half or 55% of participants scoring bonuses. This program started in 2012. 
for those not familiar, um, it increases or decreases payments to hospitals under the IPPS depending on the quality of care they deliver. Uh, of course, we know the quality of care they deliver is, is tied to the documentation um, and, and the coding. Um, it's part of the agency's broader efforts to cut healthcare expenditures, improve quality by moving away from fee-for-service to, uh, to quality tied payments. payments. Um, it's interesting that the article does note that um, program might not be living up to its expectations, however, and according to a report from the U.S. Government Accountability Officer, GAO, it actually hasn't had that much impact on quality or changing hospital behavior. And, you know, even though I mentioned that number, 1.9 billion, which is quite large, when it's spread out across all the nation's hospitals, uh, the, this uh, article states it's unclear whether the relatively small financial rewards, again, when you split that out, uh, are likely to impact how hospitals deliver care to their patients. Um, so again, the GAO found the program uh, generally reinforced ongoing quality and improvement efforts, but did not lead to major changes in focus. Um, so just a little bit more here explains how this works. Again, you know, the, the program takes what it basically does is it reduces inpatient hosp hospital payments across the board for inpatients, uh, about 27 hospitals by 2%. They then turn those around and pay those back as bonuses to hospitals that score well in clinical care, safety, person and community engagement, and efficiency and cost reduction, which are weighed equally. So um, if you are involved in HVPP, I, uh, I can't even say that altogether, that's, that's tricky. <laughs> Hospital value-based purchasing. Uh, I thought this was an interesting article that again, that gave a nice recap. Um, Annalyn, curious, your thoughts on the article. Is this something you guys do at UCSD? Do you, you pay attention to value-based purchasing? Is this something you are cognizant of during your reviews, uh, your CDI specialist reviews, or is this kind of a non-factor? Well, I believe we were we were in, in quality for at least three years or four years actually as a CDI program, and so we've learned a lot while we were in there. Now we're under care coordination, and from as a CDS or PI personal um, uh, person person, I'm, I know that we are not really that is not our forte quality. However. Some of these um, measures require accurate diagnosis of principal diagnosis and, um, you know, making sure, like for the readmissions, that that, that index, um, that first visit, um, and then the, was, is correct because any readmission really impacts that. And right. so what we've tried to do we've tried to do is make sure and this is this is in our scope i know there's been talk of scope creep but as a cds professional we always have to make sure that the diagnoses are correct so that way um, some of these things that are not within our control like post-operative catheter removal <laughs> that's but you know um, you know cotties clabsies are as accurate as possible um, and really tying that into our education because remember we are on the floors we we talk to people we can roll out information um, um, you know things like hey did you happen to see anything during the OR that would indicate that there was a an infection present like pus purulence um, or hey I you know um, there was a pathology report that indicated an abscess um, 
you know, we, we do verbal queries to see if there was any infection source present. Things like that we can we can provide as a CDS professional that can clearly impact some of these value-based um, uh, measures in that article that you sent out. Um, All right. And so, so this way it's not a scope creep, but really within our scope to clarify these diagnoses. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. well, Appreciate you sharing that, Annalyn. We're going to just uh, switch briefly to our last segment of the show, our uh, Actus update. So the Actus updates, a regular feature, bringing the latest updates and what's going on inside of Actus. Um, so let me actually share my screen here again for a moment. I want to show a couple cool pictures. So last week you may have seen that uh, our Actus staff traveled to Austin, Texas for our third annual Actus Symposium Outpatient CDI. Um, this is the nation's only conference dedicated to clinical documentation integrity in the outpatient setting, which is small but definitely growing as we heard from our attendees um, in Austin. Um, we certainly had a blast out there and we learned a lot. Uh, we'll be you know, kind of doing some recaps of what happened at, at that uh, symposium. I wanted to share a few pictures here and also uh, see if uh, Melissa if you had any comments uh, being out there yourself what, what what were some of the highlights that you had personally from the from the symposium well the symposium is certainly very different from the uh, national conference it's a uh, it, it's a bit smaller about 300 attendees so that was really great but it also allowed us to um, to engage in lots of really deep conversations and find out what people are doing on the outpatient level. So it was uh, really enjoyable to get to know people a little, little bit deeper and to uh, to find out, you know, what, what are some of the cutting edge ideas that are out there? Lots of information on HCCs, lots of information on uh, population health and some very specific information on, on how to capture diagnoses uh, and clinical indicators for those diagnoses out in the outpatient realm. Yep. Yeah, some great case studies shared. Uh, just showing some pictures of um, some of the crowd shots here. We asked people, we had a, a nice app, app poll, and this was um, actually our keynote speaker here who was talking about finding passion and purpose in, in, in their work. We've gone into a little bit on today's show. Um, a lot of fun stuff shared. This is a. Um, some team spirit. This is probably the most acronyms I've ever seen on a on a t-shirt here. <laughs> you can't see it in the picture, but at the top it's at the top it says, I'm taken. <laughs> yep. Love it. So really good stuff at the symposium. A lot a lot of uh, a lot of great information shared and uh, a lot of fun was had as well. Went to well, had the best barbecue I've ever had. Uh, what was the place you went to, Melissa? It was um, Oh, you're putting me on the spot there, Bray. Yeah, it was something blacks. It was, sure, we have a uh, Terry Blacks. I'm sure we have Terry, pictures somewhere in Terry. the somewhere in our pile. Right. If you ever get to Austin, you got to go to Terry Blacks. Amazing food. All right. Well, that is going to do it for today's uh, Actus podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program with Annalyn. Really appreciate you coming on, Annalyn, to talk about your experiences with. Uh, with provider burnout. So next week we're going to be getting a little bit deeper into provider engagement to help with this issue as well as, you know, frankly improve the CDI process. So our show in two weeks is on um, provider engagement, clinical integration of CDI. We're going to have a great case study from Essentia Health 
So tune in. Um, we'll be back here on December uh, 4th. If you have any suggestions for future guests or ideas about the format of the show, you can send me an email at bmurphy at actus.org. That will do it, everyone. We'll see you back here in two weeks, and uh, take care. Thank you.